Welcome to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast, where you learn how to set aside your fears and limiting beliefs and step into the entrepreneur you are meant to be. Hi there, I'm your host, Katerina Cormas, mindset and confidence coach for female entrepreneurs and your personal cheerleader to success. I teach female entrepreneurs just like you how to identify and overcome your limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome mindset, step into and ignite your confidence and unapologetically show up in your business as the fearless entrepreneur you are born to be. Each week, I share the wisdom, tips, insights, and motivation you need to overcome doubts and obstacles holding you back from success. You will walk away feeling empowered and ready to take bold action towards your goals and dreams. So if you're ready to build the life and business you dream of, let's jump in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I am excited to introduce you to Paula Jones. She's a business coach and Instagram strategist, and she helps female entrepreneurs just like you attract dream clients on Instagram without all the overwhelm. Hello, Paula. Welcome. Hey, Katerina. It's so nice to chat with you. I'm so looking forward to this chat today because we're normally chatting in the DMs, right? (laughs) We are all the time. (laughs) And now we get to have an actual conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I think this is one of our first conversations together (laughs) face-to-face. And the funny thing about this topic about talking about attracting your dream clients and like talking about using Instagram to attract, like we met through an Instagram challenge we were in. Alex Beaton's yes. Instagram uh, project storyline challenge. And we were in like we did. Pod together and that's how yeah. we magically connected. Yeah, that was, oh, how long ago was that? It was a year. About a year. Yeah. About a year ago. Yeah. That was such a fun challenge. Um, that's the thing about, you know, putting yourself out there and taking part in all these different challenges and pushing yourself to the next level. It's the people that you meet along the way. Um, and I actually did another challenge after that. And I'm still friendly with a lot of the people I met there as well. So it's such a great way to stay in touch with other entrepreneurs when it sometimes feels like you're going at it alone, <laughs> just like <laughs> you and your little computer. <laughs> So true, especially during COVID, man. You couldn't go out and socialize and meet people, yeah. coffee shops. It does feel very, yeah. yeah. But I feel like that's yeah, the it can be. of like online world. I know I've met some of like I wound up meeting somebody through Instagram. I don't know how she found me. She followed me. I used to have this manifesto I would mail to people. And she requested it through my Instagram stories. And when I was writing out her address, she actually lives around the corner for me. Like somehow crazy. (laughs) I was having a discussion with my husband the other day where I said to him, I've met, especially during COVID year, right? I've met so many awesome female entrepreneurs. And I said to him, it's like, I am so super grateful that I've met all of these people. Really, I am. But on the one hand, I feel so sad that I'll never get to see them, not all of them, face to face, you know. Um, some of my best friends are now living on the other side and we've on the other side of the ocean and we've never seen each other in real life. Yeah, 
It's so true. I mean, I guess you can do the Paula Jones global tour and start to travel. Roadshow. Roadshow. <laughs> I actually have, I met, um, I met somebody in a mastermind a few years ago. Then last year when COVID hit, she actually became my coach, but she had lived in California and out in Washington. And she decided to sell everything and her and her family are now traveling the country. And she just got in yesterday. She's actually in Austin for two weeks. So I'll finally get to meet her for the first time face to face. Wow. Yeah. That is, that is so awesome. So I have to tell you a funny story. I had, it's on my vision board to go to Malta. Malta is like that's that's on my bucket list it's the first place I want to travel when we can again and um so I put a picture of of Malta as my Facebook kind of banner picture and I got chatting to one of the ladies inside my Facebook group and she said to me oh I see you know my rock so it turns out she owns a boutique hotel in that photo that I have on my Facebook header image, right? <laughs> I said, you have got to be kidding me. This is, that's why that picture's there because it's my kind of inspiration. When I can travel again, I'm going to Malta. And um, I then subsequently joined her Facebook group and she's quite well known in Malta. And I've had about four invitations from various people in Malta saying, when you come and visit, I'm going to take you for a coffee over here. And <laughs> I'm oh, going to wow. take you out here. So it is just so funny how our two worlds collided. It's the magic. I feel like there's yeah. like, it's so funny because you would think you would be limited on being able to, like, it would be hard to meet people online in the virtual yeah. world, but it's actually easier than it ever was with networking in your community. Absolutely. It is. It's way easier and it's all at your fingertips. It's yeah. really awesome. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about you because you are multi-passionate. You actually have a full-time job and you're a business coach yeah. and you're an Instagram strategist. So tell us a little bit about your journey. So um, I've, my day job is in the medical field. I've always been in the medical field since I left school. It was kind of like, you know, go out and study a degree and get a real job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm super passionate about what I do. Um, but I also have this creative side that just doesn't get fulfilled really in the day job. So my journey started out a while back when I started blogging. I was um, trying to think how long ago that was that was possibly seven seven years ago and I started this blog it was a mom blog and I got onto these press drop lists of these ad agencies here in South Africa and I would get sent random stuff and products to kind of promote (laughs) and it used to annoy me so much because it was clear that they hadn't taken the time to have a look at the type of blogger I was like I had kids that were 10 years old and up at that stage and I would be sent bottles of baby formula you know like (laughs) to review (laughs) and um, I just thought you know I like blogging so much I like the idea of promoting but I don't want to promote someone else's product so I developed my own um, range of clothing and I thought to serve my market best I'm going to start off with maternity wear 
maternity wear and evolved that, uh, well, added onto that to include children's wear as well. And before I knew what was happening, because of the online um, networking and stuff that I was doing, I was approached by one of the big wholesalers here in South Africa, or big retailers um, in South Africa, to supply wholesale to them. And I really, obviously, I was super proud. And, um, you know, I used to outsource all my, my seamstress work and pattern design and all of that. And I loved what I did. But to be honest, I hated the logistics. I hated, I am not the kind of person that easily lets go of stuff in my business and knowing that the labor and the transport and all of that other stuff was out of my control was really difficult for me. Um, and, you know, not having control over union strikes and transport strikes and all these things that happen here in South Africa. So, um, it all kind of came to a head one day where I was late exhibiting for a big, big baby show in Johannesburg. And it was because of transport strikes and union strikes in the country. And I just said to my husband, I cannot do this anymore. Like I love it, but I cannot do it. And then I did some introspection and I realized what I really loved was social media. Mm. And by that stage, friends were asking me how I grew my audience and how I got my clothing into this online retailer and I realized that I first of all I think I have a passion for marketing I enjoy it I enjoy the online space and I love helping people like that was the best for me that I could just kind of give advice to other people and other women and help them grow their businesses and that is the short version of how the coaching business started <laughs> um yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a, a road to get to where I am now, but that's the journey. Yeah. Well, you have to start somewhere. You know, everybody, I know, I know a lot of people that know that they don't want to be in their nine to five anymore. They want to use their creativity or, or whatever they get, they, they try and figure out the perfect thing and it has to be perfect and they have to have the website perfect and everything yeah. has to be perfect and they have to know exactly what their offers are. And that's just not how the journey works. The journey works with just starting. And we were talking before we went live here about, you know, how my business has pivoted just in the last year because I just learned so much more yeah. about myself and I was able to tap into what didn't feel good versus what does feel good. And I think as entrepreneurs, we eventually learn that when we're in business, like, oh, <laughs> right. We just have to kind of do it. And eventually like our in internal intuition is going to tell us like, hey, this sucks and you don't really want to do this anymore. <laughs> Maybe try, right. <laughs> but it's really hard to make that right in the beginning being like, oh my gosh, I want this all to be perfect, but it doesn't have to be because you're going to evolve. And as you evolve, your business will evolve and you'll eventually land where yeah. you're meant to be in the moment. Exactly. I think that so often we're afraid of failing. So we don't want to put something out there until we think it's perfect. And I heard this phrase um, from other business coaches in the industry and the phrase was the clarity comes from the doing mm -hmm. and I never understood I thought how can you not be clear on what you're doing <laughs> before you start doing it but I totally I get that phrase now it's like just take the leap just start putting content out or start putting a product out or 
just start. I think that's the bottom line. And um, and you'll soon enough figure out, like you said, what feels aligned, what doesn't feel aligned, where your passions are. Um, you learn what you love and what you don't love. Yeah. And that's also important. Yeah. It really is. You know, if you think about it, we, we often separate entrepreneurship with ourselves but it really isn't because yeah. when you become an entrepreneur, there's a connection to like feeling fulfilled and purposeful and helping people. And, yeah. and it's really a part of you, you know, we're not talking about the Coke and the apple of the world. We're talking about you becoming an entrepreneur, which all of those businesses yeah. started at that level, that heart centered, you know, passion project, uh, part of you that then expands. Yeah. Um, and so you have to get to know yourself and, you know, we think we know ourselves until we start to take action <laughs> and then we realize, you know, I thought I, I remember I talk about this all the time. There was an episode of the, I don't know if you know, Bonnie Hunt, but she had a show and it only lasted like one season, but there was this episode. She talked about how she always dreamed of being a teacher. And so when this one episode of the show, she had a chance to be a teacher and she's uh, in bed with her husband at the end of the night. And he's like, okay. He's like, the end of the day, he's like, how, you know, what do you think? And she's like, I did it. It was great. <laughs> like she had spent <laughs> like 20 years dreaming of being like a, a teacher and she had the chance to do it. And she's like, it was good. Glad I did it. I don't have to do it again. <laughs> I think that's, that's probably how I feel now about the online store that I started. Like, yeah, that was great. I did it. <laughs> now I know. And now you know how to guide other women through if they want to start a store. Yeah. That process. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you help. I love, so I love the concept of finding your dream clients on Instagram. I'm an, I love Instagram. Instagram's my favorite uh, platform. It's just kind of fun. Um, and I think because they, you call them neighborhoods, but they have the different neighborhoods. You have like IGTV and Instagram stories and reels and guides and posts. And, you know, there's so <laughs> many ways to hang out on Instagram. Um, but talk about, cause Instagram, if I, you know, being an entrepreneur, you know, you're always thinking about getting your clients. And I don't like to use the word getting, cause I always feel like you're, it's always like in those movies where you're like, get them, you know, and you're chasing somebody. It's like, you don't want to kind of grab somebody. You want them to come in of their own free will and want to, you know, interact with you, you know, because it's a relationship. You don't want to like force somebody into a relationship. Never goes well when you're in a romantic relationship to try and force somebody. No, it doesn't work out. It never works out. <laughs> the same goes for business because we're humans, right? Humans to humans build relationships. So Talk a little bit about, you know, the overwhelm versus not making it overwhelming. Yeah, and this is something I see so much um, in my clients, in the women that I work with. And it's something that I had to learn myself as well, because I, I've been there. I've been to that space. Um, I burnt out in 2017. And um so I had a lot to learn about protecting my energy as well. And part of protecting your energy is understanding what activities in your business are going to make you money and also are in alignment. So in other words, coming back to the online store, if you don't love owning the online store, you're not, you're not going to make a success of it. Like it really needs to be a passion. So how can you combine 
something that you're passionate about, but that's also going to make you money. Because if you're not making money, you're going to start presenting your business or your business is just going to look like an expensive hobby, right? So what I try and focus on with my clients is, and each one is different because it depends on your business model. It depends on the type of business you have. And I love what you said about you don't like the word getting clients. And I used to use that word. I used to use that word. And I've had, I've experienced myself and I'm focusing on a shift away from getting clients. It's like hustle, 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 go, 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 do, do, do. It's very masculine. Whereas it has an undertone of an energy to it, like getting, yeah, it's like a frantic energy in a way. I got to get it. I got to get, like, I think it's because that's how we think of that word is I have to get something. I have to get it. I have to get it. Yeah. It's not, it, it creates like a, a frantic, desperate energy. It's like a, there's a desperation. There's a certain desperation that comes through. Whereas if we focus on attraction marketing, um, you might've heard that phrase before. It's really just creating content. So it's, I think boils down to knowing exactly who you're creating content for. I'm sure you've read a post where you feel like that person is speaking directly to you. Like, oh, she's inside my head. (laughs) You know, how does she know I feel that way? And that comes down to, again, starting to put content out. The clarity comes from the doing. Um, Starting to put content out, seeing what resonates seeing what doesn't resonate, asking questions, having conversations like you and I started having. And slowly but surely, you gather these little bits of information about what your audience really wants to hear from you so that you don't waste time spinning your wheels on stuff that's not working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Creating kind of fluff that. Yeah. But I think what sometimes people are afraid of is that you're going to spin your wheels at certain points in your entrepreneurial journey. You're going to do the things that don't bring you results. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Because if you didn't try that, you would never know. Or if you didn't have someone to guide you, perhaps saying, if you weren't working with a coach, you know, saying, this is not an effective strategy for your type of business, I would rather suggest this. (laughs) Um, So either way, there's a learning process. Um, that you can't escape (laughs) (laughs) as much as you as much as you want to (laughs) yeah yeah it has to feel I think there's a lot of stuff out there that's like try that this is what's gonna work and do this method and do this method and you know I have a lot of clients that are like I don't like video and I'm like okay so don't do if you you're not comfortable yet on video you'll eventually you might eventually get the pull to try it but Instagram posts just do Instagram posts like yep if you love to write, write. If you like to do video and you don't like to write, then reels and you know stories and IGTV. Like, go what fe- do what feels good until it doesn't feel good anymore. Yeah, and then go into what else feels good. I think people try and do all the strategies, and this. But if you think about it, everything will work. Everything you try, if it feels really good and you continue to show up and you're really in it, like it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's a blog, a podcast, Instagram stories, posts, it's going to work if you actually just love it and do it and it feels good. Yeah, I agree there because I often tell my clients and I've done a post or two about this is like, 
I firmly believe, and I think it's been proven time and time again, that people feel, you know, when you walk into a room and you immediately feel whether you feel at home or whether there's like a vibe, <laughs> it's the same on social media. If if they, if you're posting like we, we spoke about that desperation, that comes through in posts. Um, the vibe you're putting out there comes through in the words you choose, the sentence structure you choose. Um, if you're on video, it's we can then see and feel your energy even more. So it's taking a strategy and it's being it's backing that strategy wholeheartedly and deciding you're going to put everything in and then being consistent with it. And you're right. If you've got a strategy that's going to work, it's going to work because you're throwing everything into it and you're being consistent. Yeah. And I think that's the secret. Yeah. Yeah. There is like, you know, we, um, we don't talk about energy a lot in the world. I mean, we're all energy. <laughs> we're, we're all energy. Yeah. And as you said, like yeah. you walk into a room, like you ever walk into a room and there's somebody there and you're just like, I'm not, too, I'm not yeah. so sure about this, you know, this person, like you, you feel their energy and it does magically happen. You know, you can tell the people that post just to post versus the people that post yeah. and there's a heart and soul message in it. There's like, it feels good. You can tell they can feel their personality or if you can tell if somebody's trying to do something somebody else's way, because there is a disconnect yeah. in the words they're using or how they're phrasing things or how they're using emojis. Like there's just something there that you can tell might not feel authentic. Yeah, I think people pick that up fairly easily. And I just kind of, <laughs> I kind of wish I could have I could have found this out sooner myself and when we speak about authenticity like people don't realize the sooner that you stop trying to mimic what you see working for somebody else and just lean into who you are and embrace who you are and own who you are like and your unique authentic voice that is when the magic starts to happen because people pick up on that and you don't have to pretend it's exhausting pretending to be something or someone that you aren't <laughs> it is it is yeah it's and funny. life is busy we don't we don't have time for that <laughs> <laughs> it does take a lot of work to try and be somebody else it takes a lot of work to try yes. and look at other people and do what they're doing. It just, it just takes so much work. And it's so funny because we spend our whole lives trying to fit in, right? You go to school and you want to fit in with the crowd and you want to wear what they're wearing. You want to fit in. You want to, you don't, it's like the old you know, nature. You don't want to be outside the pack. You don't want to be the weak one or the different one because you want to be surrounded and protected by the pack. But in business, it's actually the opposite. You know, you don't want to fit in. Fitting in, no, because then there's, it's interesting because entrepreneurs will be like, I need to like, you know, why, you know, there's so many people out there doing what I want to do. How are they going to choose me? And it's like, you got to stand out, but then they're trying to do what everybody else is doing. And it's like, you're, you're never going to stand out and feel like you have your place if you're trying to mimic what if somebody you're just else is fitting doing. in. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. You can't stand out and fit in at the same time. <laughs> you can't. And I'm an Enneagram, Enneagram 4. And so we want to be unique, but we also don't want to be different. So this has been one of my biggest battles in business wow. because our, our yeah. fight is like, oh my gosh, 
I'm so, I feel so different from everybody else and it doesn't feel good, but at the same time, we want to be very unique. We want to be the unicorn, but we also don't want to be like ostracized and be like, (laughs) and so like that's, this has been, and when I finally released it and decided I want to be different, I just want to do it my way. That's when my posts and my Instagram stories and everything started to get more engagement. My emails are being read because I'm like, I'm just doing it my fun way, the way I want to do it. I don't care. And just being me. Yep. And it's been easier. (laughs) (laughs) Being on Instagram, writing posts now that I just don't have to be like, is this the right thing I should do? Is this the way I should do it? How is everybody else doing it? How are they going to perceive this? Uh-huh. <laughs> Did I add too many hashtags? <laughs> yeah. Are they the right hashtags? <laughs> Should I put them in the comment? Should I put them in the caption? <laughs> you know, you know that is a question I get asked all the time. Really? Where should I put my hashtags? <laughs> I'm like, there are so many other things I would be focusing on other than where I placed my hashtags. But I get it because I was there. I get it. How we obsess over these little things to try and increase reach and, you know, get our content in front of the right eyes. And so I get it. It's just you've got to get to that point where you realize it's it's more than just the hashtags, you know? Yeah. You kind of have to get to the point. It's it's. When you first start out in business, the first few years, you're like, I need all the how-tos because I, I want to get the, I need to prove that I'm successful. I want, I need to prove that I, that clients want to hire me. And then yeah. all, like, but you also have to, like the magic is when you release all that and you might have to learn that you yeah. have to use hashtags or, you know, how to use Instagram stories, things like that. But when you kind of release, that's when the attraction happens. Oh, absolutely. That's where the magic comes in. Yeah. 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 So what are, when you're working with your clients, what are some of the biggest tips that you give them when they're stepping out and trying to find their, you call it the secret sauce, (laughs) (laughs) their secret unique thing that they sign, you know, uh, show the world, share with the world, let's shine through. So this is normally a process. And um, the thing is that to find what it is that you're really good at and what you're passionate about, because that is what you want. You want an overlap of something that you're passionate about and something that you're good at, right? So this normally takes a lot of kind of inner work and introspection to go through exercises. I have a couple of workbooks that I help clients with and it's really an exercise where I encourage them to spend some quiet time um, with some guided questions on what it is that lights them up you know people don't take enough time to get quiet and ask strategic questions to help them get to either the bottom of something that they're trying to figure out or if they're just trying to figure out their own personalities right we're always go 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 and life is busy that we never slow down to ask ourselves these questions so for me and for my clients it's like a series of answering or asking these questions that helps them figure out 
this is actually what I really love doing. And oftentimes they would think, you know, it was something else. But silly questions like, I say silly questions because we overlook them. But like, if you, what, for example, what is one activity that you could do for hours um, and not realize time is going by? But it's got to be something productive because, you know, I could watch cat videos for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to be realistic, you know, and then you've got to dig deeper. Okay, cat videos is just, um, it's static time. It's it's not it's not anything productive and it's not adding anything to my life or to the lives of those around me. So then we go even deeper. Okay. What other things do I love doing that I could just totally lose track of time when I'm busy with those things? So number one, it's finding out where the joy or the passion lies. And number two, pairing that with what are you good at? So where are you skilled? You know, like when you apply for a job and they say, you need to be skilled with Microsoft Word and Excel mm -hmm. and <laughs> PowerPoint. So it's listing. It's like an asset list. These are the things I know I'm good at. And the other thing is, and this is the little exercise that I love to do is, and this is particularly helpful for if you're at that stage of your business where you want to outsource activities um, to say a VA or a lead generation specialist or whatever it may, whatever that may look like for you is making a list on one side of a page of everything you do in, in your business. So every single activity you're doing in your business on one side of a page, you draw a line down the middle and on the other side, you list your three biggest or three latest wins. So perhaps it was your biggest month in business, perhaps it was closing a particular client or getting featured um, on a podcast or whatever it may be. And then it's linking up those wins with the activities you performed to get there. So in other words, if I had um, a successful, or let's just try and make this easy. So if I was featured on a podcast that I really wanted to be on, what activities got me to that point? So putting content creation, putting content out or content creation, that was a small part of it, but perhaps I was in the DMs conversing with somebody. Mm. So then you can already see, right, creating a graphic didn't get me onto this podcast. I could outsource graphic creation to somebody else because my strength is really in conversation inside the DMs. Um, and that's how you figure out where you're really good, where your strengths are, and how you can utilize those to bring in more clients and make more money or bring more customers through your door, um, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a helpful exercise. And I was, as, as you were saying that, I was thinking it can also bring out the things that you want to release, not just to a VA, but completely release from your business that you're doing. Yeah. You're like, you know, maybe you have a YouTube channel and you're recording YouTube videos and you realize as you're writing it out, like, I don't even want that anymore. Like that doesn't, feel good for me. It's something I can't really outsource. I'd have to do. I'm ready to release that. It's a good, really good picture of everything you're doing and what's getting yep. results and then allowing yourself to see what, what can I outsource, but also what can I release completely? Yeah. What can I let go of? You know, if there is no return on investment on that particular YouTube channel, if you're not getting 
audience or email subscribers or clients from YouTube, then perhaps it's time to ask yourself, what is the reason that I still that I'm still hanging on to this YouTube channel? If it's purely to provide value and um, and that lights you up, different story. But it depends on, you know, if your biggest thing is I need more clients in my business, if they're not coming from YouTube, I'd look at investing energy into the social media platforms where you are getting traction and where you are um, making headway and taking that time and energy that was spent on the YouTube channel and investing it there Mm -hmm. where you're already making good progress. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good thing. Yeah. Like taking stock of what's happening in your business, <laughs> and I think we don't do that often enough. Not enough, no, yeah. not yeah. enough. Yeah, and there's a difference between I think looking at your insights, but also how it feels and how people. Because I think a lot of people get caught up on insights of everything, like the the proof mm-hmm. that a post is working, or but sometimes there isn't a correlation to like how something's function functioning in the algorithm versus how yep. people are actually coming to you. So we actually had, I had a discussion um, with one of the local businesses in town this morning. And it was about that in that Instagram algorithm that we're all trying to figure out. <laughs> and um I uh, I joked with her that I've been instructed by my coach to not look at my insights for a month. <laughs> so I'm like, that is so hard for me because I'm an Instagram strategist. I'm all about strategy. I want to know what's working. I want to know what's not working. But there needs to be a balance. Mm-hmm. There needs to, we can't just be, and we know, we know that it's like, this game is 80% mindset and 20% strategy. But if you're throwing 80% of your energy into that strategy, something's, something's going to give. So um, as part of mine, we were discussing this before, before the session, as part of my like releasing that hustle, hustle, hustle um, vibe that I've had for the last little while, um, I am not looking at the insights for a month. <laughs> It's a tough thing to give up. Yeah, it is. But you know, right? it's also, I think insights also create this mindset. This is what creates the overwhelm. Because, you know, you can't yeah. figure out the algorithm of any social media platform, right? That's just kind of, I think they don't even understand their, their algorithm. <laughs> there's, what happens is, 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 is there's this mentality. Like my reels didn't get a lot of views. So, and all of a sudden it becomes like this, this dialogue mm. in your head that, because the number, the arbitrary number isn't there, you're putting value and worth on what you just created. And you could have put your heart and soul into something and it doesn't land. And then once you're in that mindset spiral, then you start to not show up, you know, as confidently as you were before. I haven't looked at insights other than sometimes I look at my stories to see who's watching them so that I can, you know, interact with them. But yes. other than that, I don't even, I might look at my likes. I don't pay attention to how many people are engaging, commenting, anything like that anymore. And I can, I now show up more freely and more confidently because yeah, I'm, 
I'm doing what feels good. I'm matching my energy and my mindset and my intuition. I'm trusting my intuition more than an algorithm. Yeah. I love that because it's so true. As soon as you put a piece of content out there that doesn't land as well as you'd hoped it it would have, it definitely has an effect on how you show up after that. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of, especially new entrepreneurs that are still trying to, um, you know, grow their business, their business is still in the early stages or the young stages. It's very easy for them, for all of us, to take it personally, to take those social media metrics personally, like it's an it's like um, an indication of you. It's a reflection of you, but it isn't. It's an algorithm. It's just what you did didn't land with the algorithm that day, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, I love what you said about showing up on stories because. And that I do check as well, because I use stories a lot for either market research um, or just general engagement with all the stickers that you can use there. And I think that anyone wanting to form kind of like a real connection with their audience, like a real authentic connection, should not overlook stories. Mm -hmm. It's, in my opinion, a much better tool to use than just plain feed yeah. posts or grid posts. Yeah, yeah. you actually get an authentic engagement and they get to see your life, yeah. not just a post. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you've got the the ability to respond to them individually because, you know, um, anyone who engages with your story, it's like you've got a a direct line, so to speak, into their DMs. So it's yeah. a great tool for building connections. Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite place to hang out. <laughs> mine too. Mine too. <laughs> so what, what other tips do you have to cut out the overwhelm and step up and share? Like I look at it as sharing your knowledge, your skills, your experiences with the world. It's not just mm -hmm. a business, like an offer. It's like everything all the knowledge yeah. you have what tips would you give about letting that shine through authentically on Instagram yeah that is that is a tough question <laughs> because it is just that it's just being authentic and it's just trusting that you have something valuable to share and that as soon as you start being authentic, you'll draw in the audience um, or the followers that resonate with that authenticity of yours. So there's no um, pretending to be something that you aren't, right? When those followers follow you, they follow you for a reason. And if you're being authentic, 10 to 1, you're going to be the same <laughs> for a long time. So that, I think, is where like real audience um authentic audience building happens. Um, as far as overwhelm goes, it is a like it is a multifaceted thing. Like I believe, I think it was Brendan Burchard that said if you want to be um, if you want to be a high achiever, you'd better get yourself into a workout routine. Well, don't quote me on that. Some of those that he used similar words to that. <laughs> and I get the truth of that. I get exactly what he was meaning because I've noticed in my own life, as soon as I neglect one 
part of life, one part of my personal life. The other areas are out of balance. So to have a successful business, to run a busy household. I mean, at one stage, we had four kids living in our home. At the moment, we have three. <laughs> I have a day job. My husband's job is also like he's he works all sorts of funny hours. And um, to have everything running smoothly at the same time is near to impossible. And you've got to look after yourself. And that's where... I think that's where the trick is. It's like to make self-care a priority. I always say, if you had a doctor's appointment or a dentist appointment, you would schedule it into your calendar and you would go. Mm -hmm. But yet we say, I don't have time to work out. Yeah. I don't have time to go have a massage. I don't have time to go for a walk. Yeah. But yet we do have time for other things. If, we, if it's important to us, we schedule it in. So we have to start scheduling self-care in. I, I have to get up earlier if I want to do a Pilates workout or 15 minutes of meditation because my home is like, when we wake up, we hit the ground running, right? <laughs> so for me to get that time in, I have to wake up before everybody else. But I like to think that I value myself and that I am I'm worth that. 15 minutes, half an hour in the morning, whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's fine if, you know, if you, you want to be, show up authentically in your business and on Instagram and all of that, you have to spend the time connecting to yourself. You have to spend the time getting to know yourself, honoring yourself, seeing yourself yeah. as, and, and all of those activities make you confident. They, they boost your confidence. They, you know, ignite something yeah. in you. Um, even taking a bath, reading a book, spending you time yes. you are your business yeah absolutely and I was having this very similar conversation with a friend the other day and um, you know as having the role of mom in the home as well it's like when mom is out of alignment <laughs> the whole family is out of alignment so me taking care of myself is not a selfish act yeah. in fact it is I don't want to say selfless, but it, it is, it's a selfless act because I know that if I'm not, if I'm not taken care of, if I'm not healthy, if I'm not nourishing my body, looking after my body, getting enough sleep, then I'm not here in my best capacity for everybody else in this household yeah. or for my business or for my clients. So it really is, it's not a selfish act. Yeah. It's actually for the greater good of everybody around me including your clients, everybody, you have to be, have the best energy. Yep. Yeah. Everything. Everyone you show up for. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation. We, we touched on a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> we did. We did. It all comes down to being authentically yourself, finding out what's on your heart and soul and just sharing that and that's how you attract your dream clients yeah absolutely and not having the pressure of trying to be someone that you aren't because yeah. that isn't sustainable no or enjoyable so <laughs> for yourself or anybody watching <laughs> uh, thank you so much now where can everybody find you 
you can find me on Instagram, of course, at Paula Jones Coach, <laughs> all one word. So, um, and if you do come over to say hello, send me a DM and say where you're finding me from. I'd love to connect with everybody who, who hears this conversation um, between us. That would be awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Yes. Go follow her. She does some fun reels. <laughs> I love, she has such <laughs> valuable content on there. She has like the greatest posts and greatest stories. And she's a coffee lover. If you're a coffee lover, you'll, oh, yes. you'll connect to Paula well. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a coffee Instagram stories filter as well. Yes. I've got a filter. I always say, if you're afraid of showing up on Instagram stories, start with a filter and my filter gives you um, smooth skin and beautiful eyelashes. <laughs> so you've got no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you so much, Katerina. It was so lovely chatting with you. I always enjoy our conversations. Yes, me too. <laughs> and I will see you in the DMs. Everybody, I will, will. <laughs> yeah. I will see you all next week for the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. Have a great day. Hi, lovely. Thank you so much for listening to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I want to invite you to join me over on Instagram at TrueJoyExperience. That's where I share how-to tips, inspiration, and my own personal stories on how I gained the confidence and clarity that helped me leave my 9-to-5 behind and design a life and business that I love. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can receive the latest episode right to your phone each week right when they launch. Finally, if you are ready to become the fearless female entrepreneur that you are meant to be, download the Mindset and Confidence Assessment to discover what is holding you back from stepping into all you are capable of achieving.